one podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering subreddits for salt. This is The Howling Salt Mine. It's The Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Howling Salt Mine podcast, the podcast where we delve into those salty, salty minds of the Magic the Gathering community. Find the saltiest stories, those salty moments, the salty confessionals that we love, load them up into our mind cart, and carry them back up to you, our dear prospectors at home. As always, I'm your host, Sam, and I'm joined today by my single co-host, <gasps> I'm not Mike. single. Yeah, you're not single, but it nice. is just Mike. I'm, in, I'm engaged. You are engaged. <laughs> well, say, say hi, Mike. Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> yeah, you're freshly engaged, dude. Yeah, I keep. Do you did you ever watch Finding Nemo? I hope so. This oh yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you know the part where I had uh, I had substitute teachers in the mid two thousands? I yeah, I watched okay. Finding Nemo like hundreds of times. <laughs> Probably like the first thirty seven minutes of it, like yep. fourteen times, right? <laughs> or Shrek. There's a moment uh, where Dory is saying like, "Ooh, escape." That's funny. It's spelled just like escape. Yeah. I've been running around saying engaged. That's funny. It's just like engaged, like kind of nonstop. So that's my daily dose of finding Nemo for you. Are you used to saying fiance yet? Or are you still, does it still feel weird in your mouth? Uh, I think it's always going to feel weird for the whole period of time. I have a fun time of alternating between trying to say it like normally ish Mm -hmm. to seeing how like, most pretentious <laughs> phrasing as you can say it you know you got oh you know my fiance and i went over to okay like normal okay yeah my fiance and i it's like my okay say oh <laughs> you can so, really mix it up and just say fianchi and every once ooh, in a while that's funny it's spelled you know? just like fiance exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah i do like that fianchi haven't like dropped fianchi. that one that has not hit the rounds up here in malden yet so that's gonna be a nice inclusion it's such a weird like label to have because it's so transitionary like by the mm-hmm. time you're used to it it's gone and you're mm. moving on to something else you know what i mean unless you know there are many people out there that are engaged for a long period of time which is totally fine and and pretty normal but in my experience, my wife and I are engaged for like a year plus mm-hmm. a couple months. And by the time I was used to saying fiance, it was like, oh, now I got to say a whole new word. I got to say <laughs> wife now. Like, oh, my gosh, it's a whole different thing now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a bit. That's a big transition. You could just skip and start saying wife early, I guess. But uh... yeah. <laughs> well, now I'm so used to saying wife that sometimes I say it like like <laughs> I think. I forget where we were, but I was saying it around Tony and he was like, I know your wife's name. Like you could just say Caroline. <laughs> and I was like, I know, man. But like, I don't know. I'm just like programmed to say wife. I didn't blame it on yeah. Borat, dude. My wife. Really? What a what a ground shaking pronunciation of a word. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just I still like partner because I get to feel like I'm in a Western and it hits all uh, possible norms. Yeah, partner is definitely like the hippest term these days. Yeah, I love it. I'm a big fan of saying partner. Mm-hmm. I just like too that like everyone, for the most part, can call their partner their partner. So it's like yeah, get warm, inclusive, fuzzy feelings when I use it. Yeah, it is a very inclusive term. I, I dig it. I, I like partner a lot. I, I I mean, I still say that every once in a while. <laughs> My partner. 
partner. It's so good. Saddle up, you partner. Tip, you get to tip your hat every time you do it, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just just jangle your spurs around, you yeah, know? Yeah, your spurs <laughs> clink around a little bit, and your horse whinnies from the lazy tie to the... <laughs> it's so good dude we just came uh we just went on a little date and just had some fucking tacos oh nice love a taco love a weird taco you know what i mean i I had a crunch wrap supreme for dinner that's kind (laughs) of like a weird taco i mean kind of yeah yeah it's like a there's like a place local to us that does these tacos and and one of them like for a while they had like a corned beef taco with like mustard seed Oh. They're just taking a bunch of shit and throwing it in a tortilla wrap. Mm-hmm. Like they have like a fried chicken one right now that's supposed to be hot chicken, but it's not really spicy. They have like a they have like a fried avocado one that's pretty good. Hmm. I do like fried avocado. Uh, it's my first time ever good. having it. I, I thought mm. it was good. It was a little weird, but I dug it. Yeah, that about sums it up right there. You you were really disgusted when I said mustard seed. You know. The problem is that I don't really like like roast beef style things and corned mm-hmm. beef. Like, Yeah, I feel that. You're not Irish, are you? I'm pretty Irish. Really? Substantially Irish. And it just hmm. doesn't really click for me. Um, yeah. Interesting. You know, one of the problems with corned beef and various beef products is... yes. They're so salty. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> you fucking did it. Oh, shit. Oh, Gosh. man. Yeah. You know, the transitions the last couple episodes have been snoozing. So, <laughs> dude, don't blow up our spot. We're fucking trying. <laughs> the Tony and Sam uh, episode was fucking rough. <laughs> Tony just made some awful sound and he was so proud of it. I didn't have the heart to tell him it was bad. I mean, <laughs> now he'll know that I out. said it here. Uh, when he reviews this episode. Oh, also, we forgot to say why Tony isn't here. Remember how a couple episodes ago, Mike wasn't here because I made a scheduling mistake? Well, Tony's not here because he made a scheduling mistake. Yeah. He's 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 hanging out with Nick, actually. Nick is in uh, Michigan, and they're chilling tonight. So instead of having Nick and Tony crowd around a single microphone and just have Nick's wife like hang out in the background, uh, we figured we'd just... <laughs> We just say, Tony, skip this one. It's just going to be a, uh, you know, when it's Tony and I, we're the salt gremlins. And I think maybe we decided on it. We didn't really talk about it. We're the seedy boys. Oh, the C. We are the seedy boys. We are the seedy boys in the pod. So we truly are the seedy boys. I also think like rules boys fits. Yeah. uh, Rules boys is correct. Because we know the rules. (laughs) Rules men. You know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Rules men. Dude. Fuck yeah. Lawman, yeah. even. <laughs> yeah, we're fucking lawman, partner. Yeah, partner. <laughs> Let's fucking saddle on up. Howdy, lawman. Oh, man. Howdy, lawman just makes me want to say Flamio Hotman. <laughs> <laughs> Every, not to, like, dig us into another tangent. <laughs> Every once in a while, I just start to, like, Flamio Hotman pops into my head, and I just walk around my house, and I'm like, Hotman? 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 Flamio Hotman? To the listeners at home, if you don't know what Avatar The Last Airbender is and you haven't seen book three where Aang is in the Fire Nation, man, you're missing out on some good TV, first of all. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've Mm -hmm. already talked about it before, so you should be digging into it. And second of all, it's very funny, very quotable, very good. And third of all, Flamio Hotman. Yeah, and third of all, Flamio Hotman. Exactly. Well, 
what are we what are we talking about? Yeah, we're gonna be talking about salt. We we should probably get back on track, right? Mm-hmm. So but so we're gonna Sam, be Sam. Uh, uh, what is salt? Ooh, Mike. Thank you so much for asking. Salt is frustration in the game. Uh really anything that can frustrate you in a game of Magic the Gathering, whether it is a two-player format like Pioneer or Modern, or a multiplayer format like Commander, which is something that we tend to focus on. There's a lot of different things that can cause salt in those formats and, and in those games. It could be something as simple as things not going your way. You know, that's a very small salt. A couple grains just sprinkled in. Your commander gets removed. You are getting counterspelled. You're against a bad matchup in, you know, one of those games with a, a more defined meta. That can be pretty frustrating. Mm-hmm. Big salt is when, you know, maybe there's someone at the table who just kind of has a bad attitude or your opponent is giving off bad vibes or they're not like reading all of their cards all the way or like explaining what their shit does. Just like a discourteous opponent really is is what Mm -hmm. we like to call that. You know, that stuff can really get the salt going. And then you get the high salt, people scooping at instant speed to deny you triggers, people lying about their deck, lying about their power level, maybe hiding their commander, maybe just cheating, just straight up fucking (laughs) cheating. Just lying to you, to your face. Yeah, just lying to you, period, uh, about anything. They're like, hey, um, your fly's down, and it's not. And you look, you're flustered. You can't think about your turn sequencing. Yep, you look, and they rearrange all the cards. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so They just pull some sleight of hand. Yeah, that's salt. That is salt right there. That's the only definition. We're just going to be using that going yeah, forward. Yeah, that's it from now on. That's the new standardized definition yeah, for yeah. the show. Pre-record. We'll just record it once, put it in every single one, and we're good to go. Yeah, uh, future Sam in the editing room, please clip this and uh, and save it. Yeah, salt is all those things. It's really just frustration in the game at any level. And you can make other people salty. Other people can make you salty. Generally, if someone gets really salty at the table, that salt just spreads to a bunch of different people mm-hmm. and kind of starts to overtake the vibe of the night. Mm-hmm. Sometimes salt is is those moments where, you know, the entire LGS quiets down and they all turn their head to what the hell's going on at your table because someone just flipped out. And, you know, that is pretty bad salt. So we're going to be talking about all that. We talk about salt so we can learn from it. We can laugh about it and we can reflect on it. Really, mm-hmm. this podcast, as we've established in the last few episodes, it's it's an educational show, frankly. Mm. Yeah. And if you aren't coming away from this with like just packed to the fucking rafters with knowledge, then, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing wrong. Yep. Yeah. If you pass the test, we'll issue you a credential. So, you know, please consult your your strict proctor in order to get the various exam requirements and we'll get you set up and issue a, a diploma a yep. desaltification diploma and, and if you fail i do highly recommend going back to episode one and listening through the entire show from start to finish preferably <laughs> preferably on a different device so the downloads yep. are unique yep. for our analytics mm-hmm. I, I really prefer that and you might as well subscribe on those other devices too yeah and each other friend that you have listen as well that actually we do this kind of little referral bonus points program mm-hmm. where your grade goes up so yeah you know, it's, it's an extra credit definitely thing. loop yeah. in other people yeah right extra credit that's yep. what they call it yep. that's what they yeah. call it right it's good good to mention that i appreciate that mm-hmm. Mike. yeah mm-hmm. definitely some extra credit to be had <laughs> <laughs> all right well sh- i feel like we're 
<laughs> you and Tony just go unhinged. I feel like you and I are just too willing to sit on a bit for like <laughs> totally <laughs> are. way too long. Yeah, we really are. We just stick on the bit and we're like, yeah, yeah, we're very serious about this bit. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. This is seriously nonsensical. Yeah, that's good. All right. Why don't you uh, why don't you hit us with a story, Sam? Yeah, let's fucking dip on into it. And let's uh, you know what? Let's fucking start with Patreon. Let's fucking hit it. Let's get this Patreon post. Hit it. So our first Patreon post comes to us from Boss. And the post is titled Assault Demon. And the story goes, Hi, guys. Please refer to me as Boss for this story, just so my playgroup can't find this shit. Hey, your (laughs) wish is my command, dude. Fucking gotcha. Love the podcast, and I'm excited to be part of the Patreon. The pod has already helped my playgroup a ton, but I need some help on this one. We started tracking games, having rule zero convos, and having post-game chat. Ooh, you're already doing so much, boss. Yeah, that's great. It's great. This is the story of progress. I love it. I'll try to keep it as brief as possible, but I believe someone in my playgroup has been possessed by a salt demon, and we need to exercise that son of Mm -hmm. a bitch. (laughs) We can call him (laughs) Bryce. And the other two beside me are Polly and Mike. Real quick nice. before we jump into this, huge respect for just giving us real names. Sometimes people do like single initials for these stories, and that just confuses me so badly. When I'm trying to parse out who like B, C, and D are in a story, it's like, oh gosh, like yeah, that that is a that is very challenging for my simple little lizard brain. Works really well written completely falls apart trying to say it out loud yeah like we recorded an episode the other day and it was a challenge and (laughs) and it will be very hard to edit i am sure (laughs) all right let's keep going tell us about bryce polly and mike here so bryce is one of the biggest crybaby salt words i've ever met (laughs) but i fucking but i fucking love playing with him because he is genuinely a good guy He rage scoops and plays other games on his phone when he is not winning. Oh, Oh, no. And if you tack him or bring notice to how he's a clear threat on the table, he whines about how he isn't and you're targeting him. I used to often call him out as the threat because he always does the scariest thing he can, and then he gets pissed when someone removes it. But recently, I've stopped calling out the threat and just running more removal. But the threat usually gets answered right away by someone else. I also don't want to listen to his little bitch fits. (laughs) He also does not run enough card draw, ramp, or lands, which is why he gets Wait, really salty. What is he running? <laughs> That's like... Dude, it's just gas. It's just it's straight all gas. gas. Yeah. Straight, yeah. straight synergistic gas. <laughs> I get that sometimes you get bent over and fucked. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, boss. Okay, let me reread this. <laughs> I was so taken aback. Whew. I get that sometimes you get bent over and fucked by being flooded or screwed, but make adjustments. We give him advice and he still doesn't take it. It seems like he just wants to win. And if he doesn't, he's pissed. One of the worst Mm -hmm. parts is Polly is his brother and Bryce screams and yells at Polly all the fucking time. I should have mentioned this earlier, but we play it in LGS and it's super embarrassing when you're playing with someone who just fucking rages with stupid shit. Oh God. If someone misses a week, it can be hard to find a fourth because Bryce has a reputation at the store. Side note, we had to leave our previous store because Bryce yelled at a little kid. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I wasn't there when it happened, but Mike told me it was bad. 
Polly ends up getting salty too and starts acting like Bryce. I show up early to jam games with some other homies. And while sometimes those games run long, they're almost always a highlight because it's so low sodium. Then I dread playing with Bryce and Polly, except Mike, who cracks these nuts jokes with nice. me. Nice. Get it, nice Mike. Mike. Mics are great, pretty much uh, yeah. across the board. Last week, Bryce was nice until the end. He was going to win the game, but I swung out and killed our fourth and then board wiped. That's not what set him off, though. Mikey recurred my board two turns later when Bryce was going to win again. He threatened to scoop if Mike did it, and Mike was like, if I can kill you by casting one spell, I'll do it, mm-hmm. which is totally right, in my mm-hmm. opinion. What I just said is part of the post, and it's also totally right, in my opinion, Sam's opinion. <laughs> yep. Bryce scooped, angrily grabbed his shit, called Mike a bitch, and promised to bring some super salt the next week, which is today as I'm writing this. Myself, Mike, and the entire store then engaged in a conversation about what a salt demon Bryce was. The store owner's wife wanted to ban him from the store after that outburst. The owners are super cool and jam games with us all the time, and under no circumstances do I want to leave this store, and I also want to keep playing with Bryce. What do Mike and I do? Bryce was getting better, and now has regressed and gotten down with the sickness that a salt demon causes. (laughs) 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 I am not leaving the store, and neither is Mike. How do we save half of our playgroup? Keep making dope content and reach out for any clarity about the story. Kind regards, the boss. Okay, so we did get a follow-up to this one. Oh? Yes. And uh, and I saved it. So let's just... Before we even hit it, let's just get into the follow-up. I love it. The immediate double. Yep. Hey, guys. I sent in a story last week on Gmail and just wanted to give a small update. The salty player, Bryce, threw a salty bitch fit when I terminated his Vayran. He even says it's close to CDH and we were playing casual. That's fucking wrong. I wanted to bait out a counter and instead his commander got killed and he went on a rant about how I was fucking him over all night. I asked how and then he explained... And the player next to him says, actually, that was me. It was so funny to see his face go white because he knew he was just being salty in that moment. He then proceeded to basically hate me out of the game. And I was like, yeah, I understand because he was trying to make me salty. I didn't go for it. And then he started to chill out because the whole table started calling him out. I reached out on Discord and I was shocked that he apologized and let me explain why I shot a removal spell at his commander. He said he has some reflecting to do, which I was happy to hear. All right, boss, you're giving us like the tiniest speck of hope with that follow-up. But yeah. This is still this pretty bad. Like, <laughs> this is like, I feel like in corporate America, when people are like teaching you to give feedback, they're like, be very careful. Say something nice. Then you can say your critical piece. And then <laughs> yeah. you can say something nice again. Post <laughs> starts with boss being like, he's really, he's really genuinely a nice he's guy. A good guy. Here. He's a good guy. Good guy. And then ends with, and there's this hopeful moment where, like, we, you know, <laughs> he seems to be reflecting and improving. But then the 90% in the middle is like, this guy does all the shit wrong that makes us lose our minds. He fucking screamed at a kid and got us kicked out of an LGS. Getting like, kicked out of a store. Shit. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty intense. It shows a lot about the friendship here that this player getting kicked out of a store wasn't the end of your pod and instead you followed them to a different store. Like that, yeah. that really that really means something in terms of how, you know, you guys are willing to follow him. I I hope 
he appreciates that as well and kind of yeah. realizes what's going on there. Yeah, I hope he's aware that like he is the big issue there because that right. is fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. That's Personally, like I think if I had a friend and they got kicked out of an LGS, I don't even honestly, man, I don't even know what I would do. I think I would have to like take some time away from that friend because that that is just a symptom of something so much bigger. Yeah, we get salty in our pod, but 90% of the salt that we have in our play group is us like fucking with each other and trying to make (laughs) the other person salty like Mm -hmm. almost exclusively. And then there's like maybe 10% real genuine salt that comes up. Yeah. Everyone has a moment where a game reaches a certain point and you're like, whoa, that's bullshit. I'm mad that this is going on. Like everyone has those moments. Some people even have that moment every game, you know, but usually that means those people have more experience with it and like it's a little sillier and they can, you know, love it for what it is. Mm -hmm. This does not seem like that. You know, this is like a persistent level of approaching the game ready to be upset. From what it seems like, it sounds like every yeah. game this is going on, right? Yeah. And and that's, I think that's like the real core issue here is that there's this like hard pattern of repeat salt. I mean, they, they even say it, uh, it just seems like he wants to win. And if he doesn't, he's pissed. Mm-hmm. There's this thing that is like very basic in EDH, which is you are only going to win 25% of the games if you are playing like a perfectly balanced deck. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you're one person out of four. One person wins every game. If everything is balanced, you win one out of four games. So mm-hmm. already you cannot expect to win every single game in any circumstance. Yeah. If you lose, you should be like, sweet, that was expected because there was a 75% chance I was going to lose that game. And right. that is like a pretty big margin, right? What are the positives? Did I get to play some cool cards? Yeah. How many kids did I get to scream yeah, at? How you know, many kids like... did I get to yell at? I was about to say, like, if if you're committing all those seventy five percent of the games to not being a fun game, if you're not gonna win, that means overall <laughs> magic is like an extremely unfun activity for yes. you. Yes, like, does Bryce go home and feel good and like, yeah, I had a great time with my buddies, or are they just pissed off every single time? Like it it seems like they're mad all the time. Yeah. Even to the extent where they're like, fuck you next time I'm going to bring a super salt deck. And like, you know, basically the implication being like, I'm going to do it back to you twice as hard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. I think that is just like a really toxic cycle of play. Um, yeah. If you're constantly like holding that revenge out and basically like, well, if you fuck with me, I'm going to one flip out and embarrass us publicly, which is shameful shit. Yeah. Two, like alienate my friends and yell at them. And three, just kind of like bring decks to purposefully make an unpleasant game in the future. That's crazy stuff, man. That's That's, so it's building the wrong way, right? Yeah. I think the way we're describing this a little bit right now sounds like we're kind of urging Bryce to not play anymore, which is so far from what I actually want. You know, like I'm not actually trying to get this player to, to stop playing. Like, please enjoy the game. But the key here is you have to find those ways that you're going to be able to enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. And you you really can't be committing to everything going your way being the condition that you can enjoy the game. Well said. You, you really can't. So, yeah. I mean, if you expect no interaction, your stuff doesn't get fucked with and you win the game and that is your path to joy in every magic game, you're going to have a bad time in a four player format. 
you're going to have a bad time in a two player format. Uh, I mean, if that's like what you want to do, goldfish your deck. <laughs> yeah, one player <laughs> formats are really good for that. <laughs> Actually, you know, even then you can fuck up your mulligan. And if your deck doesn't have cards to draw, if you don't have draw or <laughs> ramp or lands, goldfishing yeah. isn't going to be fun for you either. Yeah. So I, I wonder how much weight, honestly, that portion of this post is is doing. You know, like is 90% of this just that this guy has trash decks and yeah. keeps being like shooting himself in the foot and then gets the extra little push over the edge from someone interacting with him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, boss says here that this person is getting like mana fucked. They don't have enough card draw. They don't have enough ramp. Uh, they don't have enough removal in their decks. They're just getting screwed. And the play group is giving them advice to improve mm -hmm. the quality of their decks and they're not taking it yeah. which that is like a whole nother issue like there's so many issues in this story yeah like we've had whole issues just with people being salty because their deck performs poorly and then the play group is like well this is how you improve it and they're like nah i'm not going to do that and then <laughs> the next time they play they're like wow nothing changed and it's still an unpleasant experience and like we've had whole stories just on that yeah without this outburst piece you know what i mean right yeah, I talk about this all the time that the the saltiest I get is when I feel like I've done something like I misplay or I do something wrong. And I'm like, yeah, oh, you know, I just made I messed that up. And if you're consistently playing with the subpar deck too, you're going to feel that all the time in this sort of like constant low level of it, too, because it's like you're you're playing with kind of garbage. And so you're feeling like you're playing from behind this whole time. Yeah, that'll make it feel like people are targeting you rather than you sometimes having the answer you know like if someone targets you and you have the answer that counterbalances like three times that people target you and you don't have the answer oh hell yeah like when you like counterspell something or deflecting swat like a spell at the perfect moment mm -hmm. that just charges you up with so much sugar that you can overcome some future salt right you get a balance you get that nice flavorful balance that variety that we're looking for while we play yeah. the game so play each other's decks a little bit too i know we, I we haven't that said too, that dude. we haven't said that in like maybe even three episodes which is probably a record for us like it's I think been it's a while been like oh i think it's been like six that we haven't said that oh my gosh we've been slacking i think yeah. our contract is maybe like at risk Void. of voiding yeah just because we haven't been upholding that but like play each other's decks uh maybe don't play bryce's because they sound maybe not so fun but <laughs> Yeah, like play each other's decks and and get a chance to play other things because it also gives you that element of like you're less likely to really want to bully a deck that's kind of your baby because it's like mm -hmm. yeah. you're excited about seeing it go off. Yeah, I think that's a good solution to this like deck building issue is like yeah. show Bryce some other types of decks. You know, you could like build him a, a deck as a gift. Uh, maybe you don't want to give this guy a deck just because he's not really deserving of a present right now, but yeah, <laughs> maybe do some like group deck building, like make that an activity one night. Mm -hmm. Just be like, Hey, like I need help tuning up a deck. Like, can I help you tune up a deck and, you know, try to like kind of have it be this sort of like shared, Hey, we're helping each other deck build and stuff like that. And then, you know, I think beyond that, it does give me hope. Like as much as we're railing against Bryce here, because he fucking deserves it. Quite frankly, we're yelling at a <laughs> child and getting you kicked out of a store and potentially a second store, risking yeah. your engagement in a second store. And potentially a second store. 
I will say it is heartening to hear that there is like some reflection going on. And my biggest advice here is foster that, like pull, mm-hmm. pull that thread as much as you can. And honestly, like you can be honest with this dude and be like, Hey man, like I talked to the store owners and they may not have you able to come back because of these outbursts. Mm-hmm. And like you really do need to get control of it. And if you want this play group to stay together, like it has to change. And that's going to be a hard conversation. It is. You know, th- this is definitely to the point where it's like, okay, we need like a, we need a hard adult conversation to smooth this shit over and, and really deal with like a friend group problem yeah. more than just like, you know, magic deck balance. Like deck balance is one small piece of this, but this is like a personality thing. Yeah. It Clearly really Bryce is. isn't realizing that there are, you know, consequences to these outbursts. And like, maybe he does, you can be like, Hey, remember that other LGS that we're not allowed to go to because you yelled at that kid <laughs> that one time. I mean, I, I would just try to foster that as much as possible and have the challenging conversation. But I mean, I, I think it's still going to be kind of hard. Uh, so, you know, maybe have like a plan B in mind. There's also this this interesting element with the brother too. Like, yeah, you could maybe lean on that person to have some of this conversation or, mm, yeah. you know, really not do that depending on, you know, what kind of relationship they've got. Yeah. You can try and get a sense for whether or not that would be better received coming from this person because the two of them are obviously going to keep going to the same store to play together. That seems like kind of seeming like they're a package deal from the uh, the post here. If this is really that bad, there just might not be a way for you to play with Bryce at an LGS. You guys can still get together like outside of the LGS, get mm-hmm. together on off days and jam games and things like that. But you can always just mute someone on spell table too. So yeah, like that's can. pretty convenient. That <laughs> You don't want the entire store to be quiet and like like we talked about this when yeah, i was defining the preamble earlier. yeah so I, I don't know it's a tough situation man it is i would love to get another update on this from boss i know we already got a follow-up from you but after you hear this maybe shoot us another email and we can read it on the show because i'm yeah. really curious about like how this is going and and if that glimmer of hope that bryce had is something that could be fostered into a real solution yeah and i do love that they've called out all the things that they're doing up front in terms of like trying to keep things going too, of like doing some post game conversations, uh, doing more careful rule zeros. Like it sounds like they're doing a lot of those things to try and keep, keep salt down. So keep that up too. In worst case, uh, just have Bryce listen to this episode. Hey Bryce, (laughs) fucking cool it, dude. It's a game. You are freaking out and embarrassing your friends. This is a children's card game. You can chill. Lean into the part where you're having fun with your friends and less into the part where funny numbers on cards need to be very good for you. Yeah. Also, your decks suck, dude. Like, what are you expecting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That last piece is definitely going to help. Yeah. That's really going to open his heart to salty. the compassion. Yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Bryce. So, I mean, we've talked about it a lot. What what do you think the uh, what do you think the salt rating is here, Sam? I didn't think I could have a a rating higher than like a full overflowing salt shaker. Uh, this is like so far beyond that, dude. If I had a friend who was getting us kicked out of a store, I would no longer have a friend getting us kicked out of a store because I would not yeah. hang out with that person anymore. Yeah. And if I had any friend that had a public outburst over a game repeatedly. Yeah, I don't know, man. it starts to be a character thing rather than yeah. like just, uh, okay, you kind of lost your shit about a game in a funny way. 
grounds for dismissal for sure. Yep. Yeah. I think this is when Rome conquered Carthage, they salted the earth around it for like some number of miles that, that no crops could grow. <laughs> and this guy did that at one store. <laughs> like he was so <laughs> mad that he damaged the future of another child that's playing magic. <laughs> this thought was so intense uh, and then carried on to continue and go conquer another store here. So Rome must fall. You might need to be the barbarians here. <laughs> yeah. The earth has been salted. Definitely the salting been salted. the soil. Nothing yeah. will grow here. No. Maybe something will. Maybe but. someday. Maybe someday. Yeah. And, we, and we have to hope that you know, you can figure out some kind of desalination plan here to uh, <laughs> to correct this action. Oh, God, dude. Well, should we move to another one? You don't happen to have like a sugar break kicking around. In the I don't have any sugar breaks, man. It's all salt. Fucking buckle up, dude. And boss, we wish you the best. I really do hope yeah, that this works out. out. There. I mean, it, it, that's a fucking hard situation, dude. And, really uh, you know, especially when like playgroup dynamics start to intersect with friendships and put that stuff on the line. That's tough. That's definitely tough. Uh, but send us an update on that. I would love to hear about it. Um, well, let's do another one, Mike, shall we? Let's. Let's do a double Patreon. We we got a Ooh. bunch of Patreon episodes uh, piling up here, and we we got to start to sift through these these tasty little salt grants. Uh, so this one comes to us from our buddy Digimans. What's up, Digi? And this post is titled Salty Stubborn, Saltubborn, Stubbornalt. Ooh. <laughs> hmm. I don't know what is the term I like better. They're all pretty clumsy in the mouth. Yeah. Huh. I think Saltubborn might be Saltubborn is good. This is just kind of dumb. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna be kicking this around for a while. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's move forward in the interest of, okay, fine. Uh, of progress right, fine. here. If you if you twist my arm here. <laughs> so this one starts off with delicious salty fries i think that's us i think he is addressing us <laughs> <laughs> i've never been described as a fry before but i have no offense uh at being compared to any potato product so i will take it <laughs> yeah that's that's a that's high praise there all right and it continues delicious salty fries enjoy my stubbornly salty story it's a Monday night, and I've been invited to Davy Rips Commander Night. Davy Rips, another one of our patrons. And let me start off by saying it was an amazing friendship crossover of Howling Salt Mine patrons. Oh, fucking love it. I think Digi got a tattoo from Davy because uh, Davy's a tattoo artist, which is wicked dope. The mood was set an old brick tattoo shop with some of the dopest art and wall mounts an eclectic nerd could find. I was traveling and only brought a couple decks. The deck involved in the salty story is Atrada, the salt assassin. Why do Ooh. I call my deck that? Well, the only way to win is to go after one person at a time, exiling their creatures and giving them hit counters. No one likes to be the first out of a game. Now, let me preface my story. Atrada doesn't usually win games. People are quick to realize what it can do and just come at me. It's weird, but players don't take kindly to getting creatures exiled. Nonetheless, Atrada is unblockable, so they don't get much of a say. And because I'm trash, I play blue. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So responses don't reach Atrada. The whole plan of the deck is to exile slash bounce Atrada to my hand. 
The game has commenced and I've already knocked off two players with one player trying to triumph of the hordes me. I got past that and now have one more opponent. 1v1 should be easy, or so I thought. I want this win and my opponent doesn't want to lose. That's usually how it goes. He asked a question, staring at his hand. <laughs> so your commander has to exile creatures to win? I reluctantly answer, yeah, basically, nervous laugh. He gleefully responds with a smirk. Okay, I won't play any creatures. That's right. My three power commander, you know the one, I have to bounce after every attack, either with a spell or artifact, has to now try and chip away at a life total. If you want to do the math, no. that's about seven turns minimum if I have what I need to bounce a Trata. I give it haste on recast, etc., etc. Basically, it's going to be a drag of a game. Well, I'm stubborn, and so we did the dance. I knew what he was searching for. The Sanguine Bond, Exquisite Blood Combo to mm -hmm. ping me and win. Very nice. He already had one piece on the board. He had a mono black deck that did some mean things but needed his creatures. I imagine he also knew having one hit counter already it could end quickly for him. A couple slow turns go by and he plays a no mercy. Fun! It only slowed the game down even more as now other creatures I had couldn't attack. Luckily, I got a helm of the host and could use my copy of Atrata to continue to chip away. Needless to say, it had to have been 10 plus turns later that I won. Oof. Was it worth it? Was it worth the time? The headache? The slow anticipation he could pull the other card to his combo and maybe win? Yeah, it was fucking worth it. Absolutely. <laughs> How dare he do what I would do in his situation? <laughs> <laughs> Not playing a single creature to eliminate my win con. I can't help but think back to the moment I knew this game would be an awful grind. The question, the smirk, the fact we were both too salty and stubborn to give up. Should one of us have scooped? Are you salty enough to play the long ball game? Hope you draw the second part to your infinite damage combo, knowing very well the game could go on for another hour plus with the unlikely chance of you winning. What if you really thought you had the win, like I did? Would you keep playing, or would you scoop? Oh, I love it. This is so good. You good have one. to play to your outs. I'm such a proponent of this, to the point that sometimes you guys hate me for it, because I'll wipe, because that's playing to my outs in some cases. Like you got to play for your outs. <laughs> and so I love this player that's seeing the line. They see the line, and they go for it. It's something you actually don't see as much in a multiplayer format, because if you commit to kind of stealing someone's win con, usually another player can sneak in and, yeah. and jump in to take the advantage. But this kind of gives me vibes of like when you're playing limited and the board state is somewhat stalled out and you can't quite win, but you can maybe hold on and you have like one more card in your deck yeah, <laughs> because the other person played a draw spell at some point. And so you're just like, if I can wait, if I can make it, they'll mill out. Like, I, I love that. You got to play to your outs. This is great. And I hope I hope you both could take away, you know, you, you came out of this with such a great story. Yeah, it's attrition, man. Like you are you are both saying, like, I'm going to stick to my guns. I am going to play to my strongest possible out for one player. It's like going in with combat damage for the other player. It is just not playing creatures to just completely stop the win con. Mm -hmm. Should I read Atrata real quick? There, there's one piece about the play pattern about bouncing her that I didn't quite understand that I think reading the card is going to reveal that a bit. Yeah, totally read it. So Atrata the Silencer is a legendary creature vampire assassin. It's a three, five. It costs two colorless, one blue and one black. 
And it says, Atrada the Silencer can't be blocked. Whenever Atrada deals combat damage to a player, exile target creature that player controls and put a hit counter on that card. That player loses the game if they own three or more exiled cards with hit counters on them. Atrada's owner shuffles Atrada into their library. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's that last bit there. So okay. Atrada decks usually run some recurring way of bouncing Atrada back to their hand. Like a really yeah, common yeah. one is is whatever that shard is. Like the the crystal is it crystal shard? Crystal shard. Yep. It's a oh, okay. artifact that basically you tap it, pay like two mana. I think it's either three or mana blue. Two mana, or one. I think blue. it's two or a blue, and okay, you bounce a creature you control to your hand. So so yeah, otherwise you're dealing with the Trotta going back to the command zone all the time and steadily ticking up. So you usually want some way to bounce Trotta back to your hand and repeatedly do that. Yeah. So but that's it. That's the win con that's being taken away, right? Like a Trotta's constantly coming in and hitting a creature and building up these hit counters until you hit three and then that player's lost. So yeah, they're just out. You just remove that part. Uh that's a it's a really good way of playing into it, that's for sure. And it sounds like this Sanguine Bond player was at one hit counter and was basically like, I cannot let any more of these come down. Yeah. And and it's interesting because it really does put a clock on it. And any like removal you have is going to extend that clock. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is that player trying to attrition a trotta out is really just wait, draw cards, try to get to your win con and keep the game pushing. The one thing that I would say about this is like, the post says a couple times like would you go through the hour of playing through this to to play it out i would hope that these turns start to go a lot quicker like (laughs) often in a board state like this it's innately a less complicated board state than a lot of board states would be because there's no creatures on half of the board so it's not like you're spending time thinking through attacks and blocks uh probably your sequencing is somewhat obvious from like the cards in your hand if you're the atrata player you're trying to dump out some damage if you're the mono black player you're trying to dig through your deck so hopefully the decisions are pretty quick at that point and you can kind of move the game along at a a reasonable pace but it should be it should be worth it for sure yeah so would you do this mike you know I would do this. I would do this on both sides, 100%. I, love I would it. too. I would also yeah. do this 100%. I think Tony mentioned it in a recent episode, but I feel like Mike and I are the two most likely players to like push through nutrition like this. Tony, to a lesser yeah. extent, I think Nick is the one who will see the writing on the wall and just be like, I'm fucking done. Like I don't need to yeah. burn time doing this. If I have like a really bad board state and I don't think it's possible, I will scoop i'll I'll be like you know this is just Mm -hmm. inevitable i'll i'll scoop to you let's start up a new game but if i see the line and i have some kind of like shred of hope there i will hang on let's let's buckle in let's do it uh let's try to be fast because we got two people out of the game but like let's let's grind through it and sometimes those games are really fun to spectate as well the part of this that tickles my brain really is like at that point atrata out half of a combo on the board you really do not know who's going to win from there so yeah. like the idea of oh someone should scoop it's like who you know yeah. the person that's going <laughs> to lose should scoop but you really don't know who that is so like yeah. you, you should play it out it's just like the way to to find out what happens if you're really conscious about the time that other people have like if if this game getting played out is going to inhibit your ability to get the next game in, maybe you call it a draw. Like maybe you just kind of put it aside and say, 
that's wild. Like, wow, we would really have a crazy attrition run to go on there, but <laughs> yeah. and, and call it a draw or something. But uh, if you've got the time, if people can shift to another pod or are down to just sit there as cheerleaders, like, I love <laughs> it. You got to play it out. We've definitely had some games both go long in like 1v1 and have had games where it hits a 1v1 and the two people just draw. Um, I think you and I have had games like that before, mm-hmm. Mike. I can think of definitely. some that were pretty grindy. Neither of us was really gaining ground with any game actions. And it was just sort of like, man, like there's no end in sight. Like even the fact that you had a Trata on the board with no blockers gives some kind of end in sight, right? Like, like you can count up the turns it's going to take for you to win the game. Mm-hmm. Honestly, in those conditions, I think I would still push for it. But there are definitely some where it's just like, oh, who the hell knows? We're, we're, there's too much removal, too much interaction, too many road bumps. Like, it's going to be a messy additional hour and a half to the game mm-hmm. to really bring us to that conclusion. Absolutely. I think this was, well, I guess I should ask first, what do you think the salt rating on this is, Sam? I think I know what you're going to say here, Mike, and it feels pretty sweet. Don't you to me. dare steal it. God damn it. Feels pretty sweet <laughs> yeah. to me, man. How, how <laughs> dare a, you? Feels a little sugary <laughs> sweet, man. I got to say. It does. It we does. were hoping for a sugar break and we kind of got one. Kind of got one. Yeah. I, I think it's a very particular. It's like, um, you know what it is? It's a warhead. Ooh, yeah. It's like a super, super it's sour, tangy. salty tanginess. But there's sweetness there, yep. undeniably. You cannot yeah. ignore the fact that it is sweet there. And the thing is, it doesn't sound like anyone in the story was salty or was like frustrated or mad with the situation. I can imagine like a group of people just kind of laughing at the absurdity of this yeah. stalemate and just pushing through it turn after turn and just being like, all right, well, we're going to fucking do it. We're going to see who who comes out on top at the end of this madness. And it's it's epic, too. It's like. This to me is always like, you know, you got your epic mech fight. This is the ending of the Gurren Lagann movie. You're like epic mech fight. You've been using like crazy like missiles and giant energy things and like stuff is going crazy. Yeah, using but at the, the power end of, of the day, throwing the power the galaxy of friendship at is getting else. in there. Galaxies are getting through all of that stuff. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's two humanoid figures just duking it out with the fist fight you know (laughs) you're bringing it down to the dead simplest stuff of just trying to whack in with the weakest hits that you've got but it's all you've got i I love it yeah i kind of love when like a very epic game like edh gets boiled down to the most simple thing where it's like all right i'm gonna attack you with my three two and they're like okay i'm gonna draw a card and it's just this like super slow no one is choosing to make any big splashy actions everyone is just choosing to like toe the line make it just just slowly crawl through through the game basically well another let's do it uh so we have one here this one came to us from gmail this one comes to us from our buddy locum 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 hardly knew him <laughs> <laughs> and the post is titled <laughs> and the post is titled we said high power kaiba and you agreed Ooh. for those who don't know seto kaiba is the antagonist from the Yu-Gi-Oh series sometimes begrudging ally yeah sometimes he's like a bit of an anti-hero yeah like when his brother mokuba is in trouble and he has to help <laughs> mokuba! him 
Mokuba, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, Mokuba. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I do have to say, so uh, on the, the Discord, you know, we're always goofing around and joking with, with the crew. And somebody today was like, okay, there's like, there's popper, right? There's like a popper format. There's, I think there's a format where you play with uncommon cards. I forget the actual name of it, like peasant or something like that, like peasant and popper, all those different things. They're like, what's the format where you only play with mythics? <laughs> and somebody said Seto Kaiba's format. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the format where you have to burn all other copies of the card yeah, that's, that's exactly the joke i made <laughs> yeah. i said you can only run a play set of cards if you destroy every other copy in existence <laughs> can you imagine that can you imagine buying up all of one card destroying all of them before and then just playing them in a deck oh like so good dude obscene i just dude. don't know how i'm gonna get my hands on on that many skull winders <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I already have that many bubbling mucks. I just need to cut them True. up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just got to start cutting. That'll shoot the value through the roof. I'm just waiting for that muck money to come, man. It's coming one of these days. It's coming one of these days. Actually, let's let's do a quick muck. Uh, muck check. Quick, yeah, quick muck, muck check. check. Mucking around. <laughs> Mucking around. Got to check this muck. What the muck? Fucking website, dude. Do, 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 All right. Do. Ooh. Oh man. It's 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 coming in, dude. Bubbling muck is market price. $3.14. What is profit? Wow. Nice. That's nice pretty one. amazing. I, I think I bought mine at like a buck eighteen. So I'm basically Gains. I'm just like fucking rolling in that muck. You're probably beating inflation. Yeah. That muck money. Pretty amazing. I should have bought some foils. That would have been good, but mm, yeah, I didn't fair. do that. <laughs> All right. Enough of this mucking about. Yeah. Let, let's let's get out of the muck and back into the mine. Read me a story. All right. So this story from Locum Goes. Hi. Here's the story. It was an EDH night in my LGS. My plan was to play a few high-powered games and then play a few games of CDH once my regular CDH podmates showed up. We usually have staggering arrival times, so we never get to start a CDH game right away. I had brought a printed out CDH deck with me and was planning on sleeving the cards I cut out prior to the others showing up. A group of three showed up and asked if I wanted to put a game in with them. I told them I was waiting on my podmates, but would be happy to put in a few games if they were okay with playing somewhat higher power games for the sake of time. They all nodded. One of them had a Kaiba attitude and said, huh. Nobody wants to play against my high power decks. Oh boy. <laughs> I fucking love oh, this boy. already. These vibes <laughs> are already so good. Oh my God. <laughs> I asked them if it was all right that I sleeved the deck while playing our game, and they said they were chill with it. The colors of the deck and the color of the sleeves were completely different. So there is no worries of cheating or accidentally shuffling the cards together or anything like that. Besides, my high-powered deck wasn't proxied, so it was clearly different than the cutout CDH deck. Anyways, I was playing Brago. Opponents were on Xenigo, Stompy, Atraxa Infect, and Ur-Dragon. We all shuffled up, cut each other's decks, and had a good hand for an opener. I went turn one Ancient Tomb into Arcane Signet, turn two Fetchland, drew a Soul Ring and played it, followed with a Smothering Tithe. Ooh, it's a fucking hot start. Ooh. 
Turn three, I drew Panharmonicon and played it Ooh. after playing a fetch land and followed up with Brago. Had an arcane denial in hand. Turn four, I play Agent of Treachery. Oh, swung with Brago, blinked Agent and my rocks and ended up stealing the only piece the Kaiba dude had on his board. His four lands because they had not done anything all four turns other than playing a land and passing and bragging about how quickly they were going to get 10 infect counters in a bit. The other two players weren't that threatening with their dorks either. Anyways, turn five, I draw and play Strionic Resonator and tell them that I will be able to comfortably win from there on since I have a counter to back up my intention of infinitely blinking the agent and taking all of their permanence. They agreed to scoop and we went on to the next game. The Kaiba dude was livid. For game two, I powered down, playing mono black braids aristocrats. From the get-go, the Kaiba dude was huffing and puffing and was countering everything I was casting and single target removing my stuff while the Orvar player was popping off, making multiple copies of mine dilation. I asked the oh, Kaiba boy. guy whether there was a reason he was targeting my stuff like Plague Crafter while they had a bunch of Scoot Swarm tokens. Plague have... Crafter? This guy's targeting a Plague Crafter? <laughs> That's... Hey, don't joke about the plague. The plague was pretty serious stuff. That's not what you want to be targeting, though. If someone's crafting a plague, you might get sick, dude. The thing is that it crafts the plague when it enters the battlefield. So the plague has been crafted. <laughs> not what you want to be targeting. So countering stuff like the plague crafter will they had a bunch of scoot swarm tokens, which could have slowed Orvar down, or my Ophiomancer and expedition map while they were letting Orvar pop off. Fourth player was really not impactful. As we like to say, get fucked. They went. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fourth player. We do like to say that, though. Yeah, That's yeah, true. It is fun. <laughs> they went, yes, I do have a reason. My reason is the bullshit you pulled last game. Needless oh to say, God. I was flabbergasted since, well, one, I'd never played against these people, so wasn't expecting grudges that were going to be carried between games. And two, he had said high power and made sure our decks and strategies were on par. I directly asked him, so you're bringing your salt from the previous game into this and throwing this game on purpose then? He said, yes. I called him on it, not something I would normally do. His defense was, you were the one leaving a CDH deck over there. I told him how irrelevant of a fact that was and proceeded to tell him that I was going to throw the game as well, but was going to make sure I took him out first, which I did in the following two or three turns, tutoring for the right pieces and blowing him to oblivion. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> I have to make a little Tony joke there. Yeah, that is great. I'm glad. I'm glad you got to do that. Thank you. That was a blood job joke, everybody. <laughs> After doing that, I hey, scooped what? that sorcery. <laughs> I missed that. I you missed, missed that, that part. Yeah. Tutoring for the right pieces and blowing him to oblivion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> After doing that, I scooped at sorcery speed and shook the hand of the Orvar player and left the table to play CDH with my usual pod and avoided playing with the Salty Kaiba player again. Love the podcast. Makes my commute to work on Thursday mornings more bearable. Thank you for the good times. Well, thank you, Locum, for the salty story. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. And, and thank you for beating Kaiba as well. Appreciate yeah, it. that's good. You made your grandfather proud. Yeah, you probably saved Yugi Moto's grandfather from being trapped in like a fucking TV or whatever it was. Yeah, in the Shadow Realm. Uh, that's it, the Shadow Realm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot in that. Sometimes you just get someone that has a deeply different understanding of what's going on in yeah. the game from you. And 
we've talked about game memory, you know, between game grudges. It's it's not fun. You don't want that to be where you're at by default. It's one thing when it's your friends and you're joking around and you have one damage to dish out in game two. And so you deal it to the person that won the last game. It's a totally different thing when you're actively making bad decisions in a current game because yeah. you are grumpy about something that happened. Like some people will say, oh, this happened last game. It probably makes it reasonable that they're the threat. There's like a fine line of like, maybe that makes sense, but they've switched decks. They're playing a different thing. There's no carryover from that last game in terms of what's going to happen. So, yeah, I agree. I think game memory like that, like carrying salt from one game to another is chill with friends, chill with like, you know, you're just shooting the shit and you like to mess with your friends because we do that stuff at the most at the most. I think it can be a single piece of removal cast throughout that second game. And if someone's like, why are you doing that? You could say, well, that's for last game, you know, Mm -hmm. but that's at the most. And I, I don't really endorse that either, but if you are going to do it, like do one thing and be like, now we're even kind of tip your hat and keep moving. You know what I mean? Throwing a whole game. is just kind of crazy. And frankly, it just sounds like Locum got the nut hand with, with Brago, like ancient Mm -hmm. tomb into Signet and then top decking the soul ring on the next turn, all that stuff into the smothering tithe. That is just crazy rampant. You would not expect that to normally come down. Yeah. I mean, Agent of Treachery is what? Like a eight mana? Seven creature? mana. Seven yeah. mana creature. Like you don't expect that to come down turn four. No. And then to draw into the Stryonic Resonator as well. It's just, that's just really lucky to have that much acceleration. Get your win con that fast and be able to lock the table out. Yeah. I think it's pretty abnormal. So, but it happens. This little, this little snide comment of you're the one st- sleeving up a cdh deck over there it's dude like, let's talk about uh, this that let's talk me about so it because it's like it's actually self-defeating right it's like if the person is sleeving up a cdh deck over there it means they have a pretty decent understanding of the difference between cdh and like high power <laughs> casual right <laughs> yes yeah and and it also shows that this salty player this kaiba player doesn't understand that right like doesn't understand the association between casual and CDH because they're basically saying, well, you're holding a CDH deck. So clearly you must be doing broken shit in our casual game. Yep. The truth is they're holding a CDH deck. So that's where they do the broken shit. Right. And then the casual stuff happens in the casual games. And it seems like there's a pretty good divider. Yeah. They're still doing some degenerate Brago agent of treachery stuff, but it's definitely different. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think about like my high power decks like Gave and Rograk Arden. Those decks can pop the fuck off and do some crazy shit. Like I've gotten some turn two wins with Gave before, turn three or four. Mm-hmm. Like is not super uncommon. And similarly, you know, I think about like your Halden and Paco deck, which is high power casual now. Like that is popping out some super fast wins from time to time. Like that shit just happens. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it does. But it's not like the decks are designed for that to happen with consistency. Right. Or into interaction or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like most of those wins are into just like an open board where no one's doing anything. And you're like, yeah. well, I fucking take over and I win. And I appreciate like the other players at the table too. I just get the sense that they probably kind of checked out of that feud. Like if you see that feud yeah. going on at your table, you're like, ugh. Okay, you guys do that. I'm going to keep like playing yeah. my game over here. I'm not engaging in that shit. Uh, I love the the tip of the hat to the Orvar player because at that point too, if you're being targeted, you can't 
be reasonably expected to like engage the players that are actually playing the game. So just leaning in and accepting that it's a feud is honestly sometimes what you've got to do. Yeah, I think sometimes you can angle your way out of a feud by sort of pointing to it and being like, okay, are we fair now? Is it done? Like that's something Tony will do when yeah. like our feuds get a little bit too far or or sometimes we do that with Tony where yep. it's just sort of like, hey, you know, is this done? Like, do we still need to keep this going on? Because it's the constant thing of like, you hit me, now I hit you. Oh, well, you hit me. It's like, well, yeah, but I did that because you hit me. It just goes on and on ad infinitum. Uh, so at a certain point, you have to kind of point to the feud and be like, can we be done with this? We can play with everybody else. And if the person says no, which... <laughs> I mean, in Locum's defense, this person was like, yeah, get fucked. I'm going to try to knock you out of the game. Well, then you, you know, you tutor your craziest shit and you fucking try to knock that one person out, I guess. Yeah, I, I should I should take a step back. Like, I don't endorse trying to knock someone out like that. But at the same time, you don't have a lot of options when you're playing in a pot of four people. And one person does not want you to be playing there. Yeah, is trying to gun for you to knock you out. Like, do yep. you either roll over and let them completely knock you out? Do you scoop yeah. right there? Or do you send a message and then you scoop? It's literally you or them at that point. And yeah. th- that was kind of my first reaction. I'm pretty conflict avoidant. So that's probably where that's stemming from. Like, to me, if my pod was there and someone was like, yeah, I'm just going to kill you and knock you out of that game, I would scoop and walk away. Like, totally. I would be like, oh, well, that's not a pleasant experience. But at least you did get the satisfaction of uh, of beating them. Yeah, if I had like a sweet CDH game waiting in the wings, I would just bow right out of that. I'd be like, well, let me let me do you a favor and I'll just scoop. Sorry to the other two players, but this is unpleasant. Uh, but again, I mean, I'm I'm pretty conflict adverse too. I would probably just tell a bunch of jokes to defuse the situation because that's who I am. <laughs> <laughs> and if that didn't totally. work, I don't know. I just feel really weird about it. So what do you think the uh, the salt rating is here? It's high, man. It's high for it me. Is. You know, it's just when your opponent is that adversarial, it's like you don't want to play a game with me right now. You want to make my evening unpleasant. Yeah. Like you're trying to get some kind of revenge. Um, right. And frankly, to this Kaiba player, you kind of fucking ask for it, dude, to walk yeah. around and be like, no one can match up to my power level. You know, like. When has an anime villain bragged about that and never gotten their comeuppance? Like it fucking <laughs> happens every single time. They're like, yeah. Dude, I'm the strongest in the universe. And it's like fucking Goku's son is right over there and he's going to smash you. Yep, totally. Yeah, this is like pretty full shaker for me. It really it really takes something different for people to go from a neutral experience that just happens to like go poorly to someone actively trying to make your experience negative yeah that's very different than sort of the expectation of a sitting down at a table which is four people trying to have a positive experience it's yeah. really flipping it on its head so also i i just have to say one more time casual players misunderstanding what cdh is and like wielding the term cdh like a weapon is one of the most frustrating things for me because yeah. i genuinely love cdh i think people think it's this like super competitive thing and it's really not like you can play cdh very casually just like drinking beers with your buds 
or you can play it in a tournament with high stakes. But for the most part, the vast majority of CDH is just incredibly powerful decks played casually. And it's a fun time. And people think it is this like, I don't, I don't know, man. They just think it's this like toxic thing. And it's like, it's really not like the competitiveness of CDH compared to like the competitiveness of modern or something like that. I think it's just not quite there. Yeah. It's I don't still know. different. Yeah. It's just a different vibe because of the four players, but like it can still scratch that itch, but it's just, I don't know. People just think that it's this thing that it isn't. And, it, and it's so frustrating. Really. The only way to see what it truly is, is to play it. Yeah. It's the only way to disillusion them. And if people refuse to play it, then they're never going to learn if they refuse. It's true. Don't like it. Don't like that shit. Well, Sam, you know, I'm looking at the time. Ooh, yeah. Tell me about that. I am, and I'm thinking it 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 might be that time. Yeah, let me let me look. Yep. Oh yeah, I'm seeing it here. I'm seeing it right here, Mike. I think it is the time that comes every single week. It's that time of the week where we say, Mike. Mike, 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 Mike. <laughs> Mike Who doesn't want part do, of this? <laughs> Mike having to do his own Mike, Mike, Mike's is is so weird. Who does and this part? <laughs> what is this? I don't understand. Mike, what's the salty card of the week? The salty card of the week this week is playing, playing with the salt boys. Playing. Playing with the salt boys. Figured I'd keep the Kenny Loggins going. Love it. It's so good. (laughs) I I was jamming the whole time he was singing. (laughs) Also, shout out to Brett, who whenever he plays Kaneo Sintiro, we all sing playing with the boys. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Uh, The salty card of the week this week is contamination. Ooh, Ooh, I love contamination. It is two and a black for an enchantment and says during your upkeep, sacrifice a creature or sacrifice contamination. Whenever a land is tapped for mana, it produces black instead of its normal type and amount. Mm. So, Sam, does this one make you salty? Yes, this would make me salty. Um, This card is a very interesting resource lock. I think we talked about this maybe in our lost episode available on the Helling Saltmine Patreon. And we were talking about it. I forget what the context was, but when we were talking about, it, we were kind of talking about like, you know, how does this match up against like blood moon effects and stuff like that? And that's mm-hmm. sort of what I think of it as, you know, blood moon is three mana. It doesn't have a continuing trigger that needs to be satisfied to keep it on the board. But blood moon obviously turns your non-basic lands into mountains which can be very punishing for people who are not on those colors or go heavy into non-basics. Contamination really takes that effect one step further and says, hey, every single land produces swamps. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't produces produce black. anything It doesn't else. produce swamps. It's not tutoring swamps out of your deck. You got to keep an eye out for the new players that don't understand the difference between lands and mana, Sam. You can't Every be land saying, a swamp out. You can't be saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me that Yogmoth isn't a swamp colored legendary? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, the 
the number of times I've seen a new player look at like a land of war elves and be like, so does this mean when I tap it, I get to put a, a forest into play? <laughs> oh, man. That's, <laughs> no, my friend. No. That's so good. I love that. Yes, you're right. It, it creates a black mana. But that I mean, that's so punishing. Like there's no room around it. With a blood moon, there is some wiggle room. Maybe you got some basics that are going to help you skirt by. The, the one way to get through contamination is really with like artifact ramp, creature ramp, things like mm-hmm. that. I mean, generally speaking, most EDH decks these days are diverse enough with the ramp that they're pulling from where uh, most decks aren't fully on land ramp and almost every deck is at least a little bit on artifact ramp. So you could still probably stick to your game plan a little bit, but this is going to be mm-hmm. a pretty serious hit. And yeah. the sacrificing a creature clause for the owner of contamination is so easily satisfied with a black yeah. deck that yep. it's just like that's not going to be a roadblock to them keeping this around like right. there's so many token generators in the game and honestly there are so many black decks that just want to be sacrificing creatures anyways for value mm-hmm. that it's almost not even a cost and it starts to get into the territory of being like an enabler yeah maybe an effect that you want yeah i haven't gone up against this card um maybe once but i really can't think of ever going up against it but it, mm-hmm. it is powerful for sure would you ever run this in gave oh man i think i would run this in gave yeah um honestly yeah i think i would because gave plays through pretty easily i have solid artifact ramp in there i have tons of dorks i think the one mm-hmm. thing that might be challenging is getting white mana but if gave is down already i don't really need white mana i just really mm-hmm. need i just really need uh black and green i think i mostly only use white for a couple key pieces and like removal yeah and then if gave dies you can just lose contamination it. yeah you can just lose that's one of the nice things about contamination as the person playing it like you can just sacrifice it if you don't want to sacrifice a creature if you're if you need the color even if it's like if it's time you got to get the color. You can sacrifice it. So you're, you're really not at a ton of risk. I feel like it would be really good in a Tyam deck as well. Tyam seeing a lot mm. of CDH play right now. Uh, but Tyam gives you the ability to recur things with 3CMC or lower from your yard. So yep. you could sack it on your upkeep. You get full access to your colors. And then at the end of your turn, before you pass, you recur it with Tyam and keep yeah. everybody under that lock. I do think... You know, you talked a little bit about it in comparison to Blood Moon and the difference between hitting I, all lands. Should I ask you if it makes you salty, Mike, or, or go, do you want to just it. hit it? Go for it. Mike, does this make you salty? What do you think no. about contamination? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> so the difference between this and Blood Moon is that hitting all lands versus just hitting non-basics is a huge, huge difference. It like yeah. it can't be stated that, right? Suddenly your mono white deck is turned completely off. And, and that's the part about this that can be so salt-inducing for people, I think. You can get completely shut out by this. If you haven't had a chance to get any other ramp down, um, you don't even have the chance to draw into a basic to play your removal spell that requires a green or a white mana, right? You're just completely locked out at that point. Yeah. And and that's that's really, really punishing and can be super frustrating to play against. So I do think that this like rightfully takes the salty cake over Blood Moon slightly. Yeah. Um, because it is a more potent and brutal effect. And I I should revise that. It doesn't necessarily beat it out in the salty card order, but maybe it should. 
Yeah, I, I do think it's a little bit easier to break parity on a blood moon than it is with contamination. Like contamination requires a bit of setup. You do need yep. that creature to sacrifice, which, yep. you know, you could drop a contamination turn two, turn three, and your opponents may not have ramped very well. They may not even be able to respond at that point. But do you really have the creature to sack at that point? Right. You got to follow it up. There's a bit of a trade off there with having like the proper setup for it. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it's a cool card, man. I'm pleased to see it's only seven seven forty five. It's pretty cheap. Yeah. So where do you think this falls on the top hundred salty cards? That is the question. Let me think about this. So it impacts your land. Players typically don't like that. So that makes me think it's in the upper fifty. But it also doesn't see a lot of play. So maybe upper sixty. I don't think it's in the top ten, top twenty. Don't think it's in the top thirty. I am going to say 54. Mm. Okay, I'm going to give you a hint to revise your your edit since we don't have someone else guessing. So we've okay. got to keep okay. it fun. Does it help you if I tell you that probably 40 cards in the list impact lands? Oh, hmm. it does. That may be an exaggeration, but <laughs> I think that's honestly... Pretty close to accurate. I mean, let, let, let's pump it up. Is it 44? No, it's it's actually the other way. It's 82. 82? Yeah. Wow, I'm surprised about that. Yep, and for comparison, since we talked about it a lot, Blood Moon comes in at 40. Oh, no way. Okay, so yeah. I was in the right neighborhood, at least with that effect. Yeah, I, you were. I feel like contamination, it's really just because people don't see it mm-hmm. for the curious. It only is a single printing in Urza Saga, and then it was printed somewhat recently in the list, but that's not like a full printing, you know what I mean? No, it's not. But yeah, the the Urza Saga version is like 1350, the list version is 750. Yeah. All right, that wraps it up uh, for the Salty Card of the Week. Well, thanks, Mike. That was a lovely Salty Card. And thank you to our listeners. (laughs) Okay, so I have to stop. (laughs) Mike has been doing this new thing where every time I do this spiel at the end, he also like mouths along to it. (laughs) And I have to like look away. I have to like pull a window over the camera so I can't even see him when he does it. Okay. And thank you to our listeners for tuning into another episode of the Howling Saltmine podcast. If you want more Howling Saltmine, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Howling Saltmine. We have a thriving Discord. We have monthly gameplay nights with our patrons. We have a monthly show called Extra Salt that we put out. And we also have Stray Grains, which are our short form content, all the little segments that don't make it into the final cut that we still think are funny. That becomes our Stray Grains out there. If you have a salty story that you want featured on a future episode, send it to us. Send it to our Gmail, thehowlingsaltmine at gmail.com, or you can DM it to us on any of our social media, which are all in the show notes or in the link tree below. If you want to get some Howling Saltmine merch, you can do that at our Bonfire store. That link is also in the show notes. And you can get our podcast logo shirt. You can get the Borderless logo shirt, which is very sexy. It's our most popular item. Or you can get our Blues a Trash Color for Trash People shirt. If you want to lie, if you want to lie constantly through your apparel. <laughs> or just show off your pride as a trash person yourself. <laughs> like what Digi was saying earlier. <laughs> also, if you haven't given us a five-star rating yet on your favorite podcast app of choice, that really does help us. Uh, I know a lot of podcast shows out there ask. You're always getting like the like, comment, subscribe stuff on YouTube. That stuff actually really does help. As a small creator, 
it increases your visibility in the greater algorithms. It's like more interaction that gets read, positive interaction, which is even better. And that really does go a long way to making the show more popular and helping people run into it in the wild. Also, tell people about your LGS about us. I I haven't like mentioned this in a while, but word of mouth is huge. If you're listening to this and you think other people in your store would dig it, other people in your play group would dig it, you know, spread the story a little bit. If someone gets yeah. salty in a game, it could even be <laughs> yeah. a funny way to diffuse it at the end. Be like, hey, you can send it into this podcast and they'll read it and joke about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Like a, a fair bit of our salt originates in LGSs. So if you yep. can... Uh, pour us back into that ecosystem we'd, we'd love to be there with you i also love to say that whenever someone's being like mean to me in a game i'll just be like dear howling salt mine ian opposition agented my land <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel good lastly you know we got to shout him out jd burnett our amazing podcast artist uh, thank you so much for giving our, us our beautiful art and if you're ever in Asheville, North Carolina, hit him up and get a tattoo. He's a really awesome guy. Well, I think that's it, Mike. Yeah. We're so professional compared to what I produced with Tony a couple weeks right ago. Right on the fucking money with timing, too. That's like an hour 25, so we could cut wow. something if we wanted to. Yeah. Cut, go. cut like the slow parts of it and leave in the funny shit. Exactly. So you know, we're just professional. Tony we're just pros. You, you bring out that expert businessman professional <laughs> nature in me and tony just turns me into a little salt gremlin and i freak out that see that's why sometimes this is why we're both important <laughs> exactly yeah, we have to we have to exp- i know i do like that we seem to have a pattern of doing them like not quite back to back but like in the same month like yeah. one of us will do a one-on-one with you and then the other person will do the other one it's so good and this is why the tony and me episode Part of why it was such a failure is because it's like neither of us. Yeah, it's so good. It's just, I love it. Yeah, both it's of like you me just trying to bring professionalism, but not having it in that <laughs> instance, and him bringing gremlin energy, and me needing to match that. It's it's so different. <laughs> uh, it's so good, dude. I love it. That's why we all work well together. And as always, stay salty, and don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step. The howling salt The howling salt Hi. Hi. Hey. Oh, hey. I asked them if it was all right that I sleeved the deck while uh, I asked them if it was all right that I fuck. What? You can do it, Sam. Concentrate. You can do it. I believe in you. Was it worth the time? Let me say that again. I was burping. I'm looking at our own game notes here. This one happened a while back in the end of 2021, and uh, actually almost two years exactly. It was it was July 18th, 2021. That's the end. That's the end of 2021 to you. Well, right. All right. Years over. Years over, everybody. Pack it up. It's the second half. It's the end of the fiscal year. Fiscal year ends in October. Well, it depends on what fiscal entity you're a part of. <laughs> How long's all mine? Do we have what's our fiscal year, Sam? July is a hundred percent the end of our fiscal year because we started yeah, the podcast. That July. is when we started. That makes sense. That Oof. that makes sense. All right. I fucking Oof. dug myself all out right. of that mistake. Uh, <laughs> 
managed to find some bullshit reason to make yeah. that seem reasonable. Okay, cool. <laughs> some bullshit defense. All right, my my mom called me while we were recording, so I'm gonna go call my mother. All right, uh, well, let me say the sign off, and then we'll be there. Oh shit! Um, I didn't realize there was a sign off. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit.